Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for continuing to listen to this broadcast in hour number two. Coming up, we have Transformation Tuesday. First, some of the items on our text line. Let's start here. Vince, shock and awe. The media is feeling the economic pinch for increasing revenues. Can you top this? The next thing they will tell us is the solar system. We'll have to cut back to 22-hour days. And water will be only 80% wet. Publishers Clearinghouse is only paying 5000 a week for half your life. Don't worry. Be happy. That's from Dean. <laughs> I remember the unemployment office being packed with people back during the 2008 recession, Vince. Pretty ugly picture, wasn't it? Everything we're being told, there's no recession. Companies are just restructuring. Is word for word what we were told in late 2007, before the crash of 2008. I think this one will be worse. You know, I've read a number of authors, and this isn't something recent. This has been over the years. People addressing this issue of debt. And the fact that the debt issue is worse than it was back in 2008. The fundamentals that led to 2008 have not changed at all. None of them. In fact, the atmosphere is worse. Like the wise old saying, prepare for the worst, hope for the best. It'll likely land in the middle. But the blatant disregard for the entire situation by the Biden administration is troubling. That it is indeed. Vince, it doesn't matter at this point who we believe. What matters is how things will shake out after the Charlie Foxtrot. Be prepared. Be very prepared. Vince, I've been investing in financial markets for over 40 years. I tend to agree there will be a financial reckoning. The question becomes how harsh it will be. Government spending and having interest rates held near zero for way too long have created a bubble. We will experience an economic hangover. Yeah, I'm sure. If it's my opinion, financial advisors, if you win the lottery once, that make you a lottery expert. I will give you some financial advice. No one can predict the future. That is from Dean. Also, this person responding to what I said about 
labels on Christian. I did listen. Thank you for the clarification. I respect you as a believer. I do not always agree with your approach to your career as a talk show host when you discuss faith. Fair enough. Amazing. Jesus predicted there will be lawlessness in the streets, pestilences. Now we've got Ebola, COVID, now monkeypox, grain shortages coming, a day's wages for a loaf of bread, God forbid. On the dental issue I mentioned, Jeff said, Vince, I had all four wisdom teeth pulled two and a half years ago. I could not move my lower lip for a few hours or so. So I know what you mean about numbing medicine. (laughs) I'll bet you do. All this talk about recession. We've been in recession since Biden and the Democrats took control. They created the inflation, border problem, COVID mandates, pipeline shutdown, constitutional infringement, fake climate agenda, election fraud. They are tyrants. All this would never have happened if Trump was still president. And if so, it would be fixed in weeks. If Trump took over tomorrow. Everything that's going on is ultimately to weaken China and Russia for many, many decades. Hmm. And we have this text. When I first started listening to you, it was off and on. I thought you were a hypocrite. However, once I started listening full time, I knew you were a hypocrite. No, it doesn't seem. Once I started listening full-time, I know you are solid and constantly say you should be on for hours. Well, thank you. Appreciate your kind words here. Let's go to Transformation Tuesday, shall we? And we have a couple of really short items here. I will tell you, coming up, we're going to address a couple of interesting issues. Among them, that North Carolina city that hired a black town manager and now the police force has resigned. I will have some comments about that. We will delve into that. First, let's get into Transformation Tuesday, shall we? (laughs) One of these items relates to a church. And a robbery that occurred. But first, I want to address this issue that I think is really, really important. Admiration and respect. I mentioned I had a great conversation with Dr. Steve Crosby on Sunday. We're going to be doing an interview very soon about something that I, I think it deserves our attention. Because it relates to who we are as a people. Transcending the subject of politics. It relates to our character, which is what this post is about. Steve Crosby says it's, a, it's possible to greatly admire a person for their character while greatly disagreeing with their ideas, beliefs, and causes. The inability to make this distinction contributes significantly to the decline, if not complete absence, of civility in our culture. What does this mean? I can admire your character. I can see how you wonderfully take care of your wife, your children. These are great character qualities. And at the same time, 
I can profoundly disagree about your politics. See, this is a very important distinction we need to be making. And unfortunately, what, what's happening with politics is we are allowing political labels to completely just wipe out any nuance or healthy perspective on human beings. Someone who otherwise has great character. And just because that person is in a different party than myself, I can completely dismiss that person. That should not be so. We need to be able to praise what is good. I think about what Jesus did, for instance, in the book of Revelation, how he wrote the letters to the seven churches. I think all of them except one, he had something to praise them for, even the worst ones. And I'm saying the same thing here. We should be able to make distinctions. We should be able to find something good, ultimately, in just about anybody. I'm not talking about axe murderers or child molesters. (laughs) You can leave those as exceptions. You know what I'm talking about, though. Can we be people who can make those very important distinctions? Coming up, the other item from Transformation Tuesday. You're going to love this one. A robbery at a church. It is going to blow your mind how much was taken. We'll talk about that much more as we continue. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. If you'd like to join the conversation, the Ingalls Markets Talk Line, 800-928-1110, 800-928-1110, Common Sense Retirement Planning, text line 71307. Let's go out to a call from Stan. Good morning, Stan. Welcome. Hi, Vince. How are you doing today? All right, sir. Well, I want to talk with you about something, and it's the term mental illness that keeps being bantered around, like uh, people, people don't want people mentally ill having a firearm. And I, I was reading, I'm doing some research for a book that I'm working on, and I came across this one little phrase that I wanted to read this to you. The guy said that basically there's three factors, biological, psychological, and um, uh, environmental. He says the, the, the biological and psychological factors may come first internally, but environmental factors is what's triggered them. So if someone doesn't have a great family life, they've experienced a tragedy, lost a job, times are going rough, then all of a sudden, we would diagnose them as mental illness. But the problem in our country is is that we treat it all as if it were biological. And so we have drugged people and, and, and tried to mask 
the uh, the problems rather than actually help them deal with the actual issues. Hmm. And basically, our culture has gotten to the place that we have so the family the family structure is being destroyed, uh, and, and the crime and just all different things in the bad economy that we now have people out there who are just totally all the time in a state of flux. And I was watching Tucker Carlson last night. He touched on what I'm going on for the book. And there are 220 million people in the country now on some type of antidepressant or other drugs. Hmm. That's pretty sobering, isn't it? Yes, it is. And what we've done as a society, we've created this paradigm where we think that uh, uh, people should be in, like boys shouldn't act the way they do when they're young, so we put them on Ritalin. Women shouldn't act the way they do, so they put them on Prozac. Or, or and, and people should, if, if, they, if they say certain things, indicate they might should have been the opposite. Saying put them on puberty blockers is what we're doing, and we're trying to cram people into this mold by drugging them into it. And this is a sad state of affairs in the country all the way around because of that. Man, that's that is a great uh, description you've given here, and unfortunately. Um, as you're saying, we are really masking the symptoms. We're rather than dealing with the root of the problem. Right. And the truth of the matter is, nobody wants to talk about the root of the problem. That's no fun. Well, yeah, we can just take their firearms and we solve the problem, though, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly, <laughs> Stan. <laughs> Hey, very much appreciate your call, and best of luck with your project, by the way, as you continue that. Let's go out to Trev. Good morning. Welcome to the broadcast. Hey, uh, it's uh, Trey. I'm sorry about that. Sorry about that. I uh, did not read that correctly. Apparently, the screen is not big enough to display all of your name, so my apologies. No, no, no. It's Trey. No, no problem, Vince. Hey, I just wanted to let you know that... Uh, my wife and I, about a year ago, we were so sick and tired of you talking about how much Trump was so arrogant and everything like that. But let me tell you something. God got a hold of our hearts the more we listen to you, and we understand now. It's not that we didn't need him, and if we need to vote for him again, we have to. But uh, I, we need someone like Ron DeSantis in. And uh, not a Mike Pence. I think he's still an establishment guy who showed his colors in the vote count and everything. But I just want to tell you how much God has used you in our hearts in trying to change our opinions about Donald Trump. It doesn't mean we love the man. But uh, right now, we need someone else that's uh, a better leader and more of a communicator. Um, and a Ron DeSantis is the best fit for that, in my opinion. But oh, I wanted I to thank you and appreciate you. I appreciate what you've shared. I want to know a little bit more about your heart, though, because this is important stuff because people say things like that. And how did that take place with you and, and you know, for you and your wife? How uh, what specifically happened? Because and I, I'm because I'm thinking this is apart from listening to this program. There, there are things that typically God uses to kind of uh, to work on the inside while we're listening to things on the outside. Well, uh, for example, like, um, just his arrogance, we thought that at the time it was appropriate, and I would argue that maybe it was, but, it, there, like, the, the speech he gave at uh, at uh, the TPUSA uh, a few days ago, it was just evident to me that we don't need that, and um, there was a turning point as far as the way that he's handled multiple things as far as uh, being arrogant, his ego has gotten in the way of things not putting God first, 
Um, I will say this. He is the most pro-life president I've ever seen, whether that was a stunt or not. I really appreciate that, regardless of if it was a right. stunt. Right. Absolutely. But, uh, but uh, as far as our hearts were concerned, um, we thought that that was the best thing to fight the evil. But at the same time, it's made the evil. I know the more that we do good and what things we do as far as furthering the kingdom is going to make the devil go crazy and hell get hotter. But as far as Donald Trump's concerned, we didn't turn any hearts over to the right side. It just made things worse. And it's made everything so divisive, and we understand that now. And um, it's not that if we have to vote for him again, of course I'm going to vote for him. But uh, as far as our hearts are concerned, like um, we were, we thought that that was the best thing to say, aha, we got you. We got you with him. But Yeah. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I, tra- I want to get to something real quickly because we're, we're coming up on a hard break soon. You know, one of the things that, and I was just thinking about this again, you know, one of the things that still sends chills down my spine, it's that conversation about Mike Pence when people were saying, hang Mike Pence on January 6th. And Donald Trump was able to talk about that. And it was when he was interviewed about it, he said, well, the people were very upset. That was one of the things that that really disturbed me because I thought to myself, if I I mean, I'm thinking if I have a vice president, I don't care what's going on with politics. I'm thinking at the end of the day, if, if people are talking about hanging anybody, I don't care who it is. And there's no due process that's taken place. This is evil. Absolutely. And it doesn't help your case when they're investigating the sham of a case anyways. It's not helping your case when it's a sham already. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, uh, oh, it's, I, I understand completely, for sure. It, it's it's, crazy. it's It's just chilling. And this this is what happens, unfortunately, when, Trey, we've gotten to the point where politics has has become way too important. And if it reaches the point where I'm willing to sacrifice human beings on the altar of my political career or whatever it is, uh, it's time for me to shut it down. And I say or the same the sacrifice thing. sacrifice of the church, of the body of Christ. That's what the most important thing. And, oh, my and gosh. When, um, when we put that above what our mission here is on earth, uh, it, it's, it's messed up when, uh, when you got a president that, that doesn't uh, do that. And it, it, after the January 6th thing, it just... Uh, it's, I still think it was a sham. The whole thing is a political game. Sure but, um, is. As far as as far as uh, being on Trump's side of things, it's uh, it hasn't helped his case when he hasn't been as vocal. And I, I mean, they already hammed him about the Charlottesville stuff, and uh, he was clear on what he said about that. And I'll defend him to, uh, tooth and nail over that. But then when it's January sixth, it's just he'll say he'll he'll won't clearly def- he won't clearly address that, and that's the right. Problem. It, it, it's still a problem. Uh, Trey, I appreciate the conversation today. In fact, hold on the line because I'd like to get some additional information from you. Uh, love to talk again sometime. Uh, we still have this other story for Transformation Tuesday. Uh, this is going to blow your mind. And then again, maybe it won't blow your mind. <laughs> Stay with us. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So I promise we get to the story. I'm going to wait on this story that's unfolding in North Carolina, the controversy between the new city manager and the police department. Uh, I want to spend more time on this and provide opportunity for conversation. For Transformation Tuesday, get a load of this story reported by the Huffington Post. Bishop of New York Church robbed mid-sermon by armed thieves in $400,000 heist. You heard it right. This alleged bishop's name is Bishop Lamore Miller Whitehead of Leaders of Tomorrow International Ministries. Saying that this incident has left this congregation absolutely traumatized. So this guy before This bishop in Brooklyn, New York, has been criticized as being flashy for wearing expensive jewelry during his live-streamed Protestant church services, where he was recently mugged (laughs) mid-sermon. I'm serious. On Sunday, armed attackers hijacked the service, robbed the bishop and his wife, and then fled with about $400,000 worth of jewelry. This happened about 11.15 in the morning. He was in the middle of his sermon at the Leaders of Tomorrow International Ministries. Three masked assailants muscled their way into the building. The attackers displayed firearms and demanded property from the bishop and his wife. There's a video which appears to show the shocking encounter. It's been shared by several local media outlets. The original live stream has been removed. All right. All right, Whitehead says several times in the footage after the gunmen enter. The bishop then drops to the ground and his hands and knees to surrender. A masked assailant is also seen later approaching Whitehead, holding what appears to be a firearm for leaving with his jewelry in the footage. Whitehead later addressed the incident on Instagram, saying it left his congregation traumatized. The women and children in my church, my daughter, she's traumatized right now. She's not even talking, says this father of four. The bishop who shared in an Instagram clip that he asked everybody in the church to leave after the assailants burst in. Wasn't sure if the attackers wanted to shoot the church up, or if they were just coming for a robbery. They took all of my wife's jewelry, took all of my jewelry, including his wedding band. The gunman left the church on foot, then drove off in a white Mercedes Benz. (laughs) You can't make this stuff up, folks. No injuries reported. In an Instagram clip, the bishop shut down comments about him being too flashy with his jewelry during his live services. It's not about me being flashy. It's about me purchasing what I want to purchase. If I worked hard for it, I can purchase what I want to purchase. 
Authorities say an investigation's underway, as there should be. <laughs> I, I don't know where to begin with this story. I do not condone robbery. I don't celebrate evil, although I have to admit, I, part of me laughs when I read this story. I think of the apostles when they were approached one time, silver and gold. I don't have, but what I do have, I give to you now in the name of Jesus, stand up and walk. They're performing miracles. They're giving out of the abundance of the virtue and life and power and resurrection life of Jesus Christ. How in the world do we get to something called a church and you have, I'm just going to say it, what amounts to pimps. And I'm not just saying this because they're black. They can be white pimps. They can be black pimps. Wearing all this jewelry, driving these expensive cars, flying these planes. Who the hell are we kidding, ladies and gentlemen? Who are we kidding? And it's not just these ministers doing this stuff. It's the people sending them money, giving them money. This is crazy. Absolutely crazy. To think that somebody would be wearing $400,000 worth of jewelry. It tells us. It tells us what the true kingdom manifestation is here. It's not the kingdom of God. I can guarantee you that. This texture says, I heard about the church robbery. I think it was an inside job for insurance. Why would you have that much jewelry on you at a church service? <laughs> Earlier, we were talking about labeling, and I expressed the concern in the conversation with Trey about the dehumanizing of the vice president during January 6th. This texture says the root cause is loneliness. People relying on digital communication and calling it life. We need to get back to real life relationships. Oh my goodness, yes. You're so right. And I'm, I'm just telling you, the more I... Every day, I'm just telling you, more every day, I'm finding that so many people just, they can't do it. They don't know how to engage in real life relationships. And they're less and less capable every day. Vince putting derogatory labels on groups of people, liberals, gays, Asians, the first step in dehumanizing people, that process of making them subhuman. It's much easier to attack subhumans without any guilt. A prime example was then Hitler convinced the German people Jewish people were subhuman. You can then exterminate them guilt-free. Yeah. On elections, people don't understand you do not have to vote for anyone. You don't. Would you believe somebody actually posted on the text line, Mike Pence is Benedict Arnold? Really? It's sad. I think this person probably really believes that. <sighs> oh my goodness. How sad is that? I love this text too. 
I'm praying for the day I can vote for a candidate instead of voting against the other. Voting today is like choosing between getting herpes or AIDS and not knowing which candidate is which. <laughs> Stay with us. What was it? Suffrage. Suffrage is correct. Allowing women to vote. Very important. This took place in 1920. 1943. His first two names are Michael Philip. But he goes by the nickname of Mick. He was born on this day in 1943. Who is he? Mick Jagger. You are correct. Mick Jagger born. 1943. 1948. This president's executive order ended segregation in the U.S. military. 1948. Who was president? Uh, well, uh, who dropped the bomb? Was I think Tru- you're right. Truman dropped you're the bomb. Right. It's Harry Truman. Okay, it was the guy that dropped the bomb. Harry Truman. And uh, this is very, 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 um, um, I've referred to this as, what word did I use earlier? I'm going to play a little song and see if you can pick it out, because this song ended our 200 years of history coverage. 1975, this song actually went to number one, and it either blessed you or it tormented you. Well, that's The Hustle. That is correct. It's The Hustle by Van McCoy. Went to number one. thought it would be Debbie Boone when you said torture. (laughs) Are you talking about You Light Up My Life? Uh, No, no, I wasn't talking about that one. (laughs) Notice how quick did I hold up a cue card? Notice how quick you were able to figure out You Light Up My Life. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> well, what's, it, it, it's, it's funny, but I, I was completely, oh, well, this is going to be easy. It's going to be, my, you light up my life. I was like, well, when the hustle came, I was like, wait, that's the hustle. That's not Debbie Boone. And then, you know, well, he, more than one way to torture people in oh, the 70s, I guess. Oh, my goodness. Well, a lot of people, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting. You know how music trends are. There are times when something is really hot. And then people turn on it, and they don't want any part of it. This, that's what happened with disco. It was hot for a while, and when people dropped it, they dropped it hard. Yeah, I and think it's getting the last, last, last I agree. laugh, though. These I agree days. with you. I absolutely agree with you. A lot of those things from that era are coming back. Bell bottoms, platform shoes. I mean, it, it's crazy. Outrageous fashion. Uh, Tie-dye. Mechanized music. Yeah. I mean, it is uh, it is pretty amusing to watch, yeah, for sure. Disco got the last laugh on rock and roll, that's for sure. I think you've got something there. Uh, that's all the time we have for the broadcast for today. Thanks a lot for joining us. Have yourselves a great day, and God bless you. Adios. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.